Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of I Want to Talk Movies. My name is Andy. And I'm Andrew. How's it going, Andy? Good, good. Um, so today we're reviewing Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I, I want to, okay, how do you think this is going to go? Just, just, from, just, just curious from the start, how do you think this is going to go? I just, I have a feeling you didn't like this movie already. Am I going to be the negative one today? You're definitely going to be the negative one today. And on top of that, we're talking about DC movies because of the, the, all the DC fandom trailers. So if you're going to be more negative than that, that's a, that's a high bar. Shit. Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna, all right, we're going to take it one step at a time. I'm going to tell you what we're going to go over. As you guys know, we're going to be reviewing Venom, Let There Be Carnage, which is the second film that uh, Sony's done for Venom. Uh, we're going to do a quick look check-in, and then we're going to do, we're going to cover, uh, so like you said, DC Fandom just came out, so we're going to cover that, anything we've been kind of just watching, and then we'll do the review, and then have some after stuff talking about future stuff, which I can't say now because it's a spoiler. Uh, so we'll go from there. So, yeah. So how you how you been, Andrew? Uh, I've been doing really well, Andy. I, I watched quite a bit of television this weekend, partially because my uh, significant other was out of town. So I was doing some bicycle maintenance in the living room, and I just had I had Netflix on in the background for for quite a bit of it on Saturday. Nice. Nice, nice. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. I surprisingly didn't really. I mean, I think from our last recording, I just finished watching like one or two things, and then I started trying to finish. Cause I'm always late, uh, so I started trying to really heavily finish the the Dune book because this week is premiering in the states, and so. Oh, this I'm week, okay. Yeah, so I'm trying to finish the book, the first book, before the movie comes well, out. You only have to get halfway, I think. Is there gonna be a part one and part two then? Is that what's gonna happen? Yes, yes. There's part two. Did you not know that? I thought that I was not... like known. No, I have been avoiding anything about. Any knowledge about it? Okay, because I, I thought that was it? formally announced. I th- I think it was formally announced because I I went to go see it with a friend of mine, who well I went to go see it weeks ago because it came out in Europe for some reason a month early. Right. And my friend uh, was a fan of the book, so he he texted me to go see it, and he told me before the movie started there was going to be a part two, which I assume meant, must have meant that it had been formally announced. Got it. Okay, so they might be pretty. They're probably gonna because it's a pretty lengthy book. Um, for what they're trying to cover. So that kind of makes me feel a little bit better about yeah. my pacing of the book then, which is cool. I assume if you're halfway, you probably covered most of what's happened in the first movie. Uh, I just got to the part where like, okay, yeah, because I got to like an intense part of the book. And so like, I think there's going to be a lot more. Uh, that and you can tell when the ending of the movie, it's, it's obvious that they did this intentionally too. Like, you know, it's not one of those things where they're like, oh, maybe we'll make a sequel. Like, if it does well, like, if this had done poorly, it would really suck because you'd be like, oh, wow, okay. Then we're never going to see that that end. Yeah. And I, I think that's something I like. I think they might do either, uh, well, I'll look it up. I don't know if it's going to be like, a, do, you, do you know off the top of your head if it's going to be, if it's going to, if it's going to be, 
just a part one, part two, or is it going to be a trilogy? I think part one, part two, which is cool. I like that. Okay. I mean, I know there's multiple Dune books. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how much of the fandom really likes those other ones. I know that first one is like one of the most popular sci-fi and science fiction books of all time. But I think that first book, the intention is to cover it in, in part one and part two. And cool. I don't know. I don't know how you decide to do more. I mean, like, it's kind of like Ender's Game, right? I mean, like, there have been a lot of other Ender's Games books. I don't think any of the other ones are as well no, liked, so, yeah. you know, by the fan base in comparison to that first one. Right. Um, and, I, you know, and I couldn't have imagined them making more Ender's Game. Uh, and I, yeah, and I personally don't want another Hobbit situation either, so... Because The Hobbit was like, it was a book, and I think they stretched it out into three films. Yeah. Yeah, and then like the three, second... Three? I didn't even see those Hobbit movies, to be honest, actually. Yeah. It was a little, it was a little sad, uh, because, I mean, there were some, some parts were really, really good. Um, but it was just kind of, I feel like it should have just been done... Yeah, I think, there sh- I think it should have just been done in like two parts. Because the third one just kind of, um, I think the third one, I mean, maybe it's just part one and part two, but yeah, uh, they 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 really, in the, I just remember in the last one, they really were just setting up for it to tie into the the big Lord of the Rings trilogy. But yeah, um, yeah. So I've been just trying to catch up on that and and so I can at least enjoy. Uh, the Dune movie, and so that's probably going to be the next movie that Andrew and I are going to talk about uh, for our next one. So just kind of heads up, and because again, we have to time it well because we also have Eternals coming out. Um, too, yeah, so. which I intended to start reading the Jack Kirby Eternals, and then I still haven't started that actually because I have that that trade sitting on my shelf with another huge stack of comic books and another book. Actually, I have a lot of books too. Okay, for I read sure. a lot of. Read a lot of uh, nonfiction because I think I, you know, I watch so much science fiction or, or, or fiction and other things, and read so much fiction, fictional comic books. So I read a lot of nonfiction. Those ones are stacking too. Right. Uh, it's 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 cool because I'm trying to get better at reading. Uh, it's just kind of like you just it's just you know trying to make time for it all the time. It's just kind of. Again, it's just kind of easier to kind of just sit back and watch the show sometimes. It is tough. But... You know, I've, I've found, though, like, the, the most effective way for me is, like, if I can just get on that schedule of reading, like, 20, 30 pages a day. Yeah. Because, like, if you were doing that frequently, it doesn't take so long. But then, like, when I take long pauses, like, oh, shit, I haven't read this book in, like, two weeks or whatever, and they're stacking and stuff. But I think if you can get, that, get into that daily routine, it kind of helps a lot. For sure. I mean, I try to read at least, like, I'm trying to make a, a habit to read, you know, spend at least an hour of my day reading or like even so that's a lot even, too yeah if you if you do that regularly you'll just end up reading fast too anyway and i'm hoping that's 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 uh that's the goal I, I feel like one of the biggest things that i kind of regret is that i think i underappreciated reading and writing as a whole uh, just because i have a, a weird background i just wasn't you know comprehension wasn't the best thing but like Oh no, I feel you, man. Me too. Yeah, yeah, because like, a lot of the magic from like what what produces all this great 
fiction, nonfiction, all these things, just the way that we use words and writing to kind of express it all. So it's like a very powerful, really cool tool that I feel like I underappreciated growing up. And now I'm just like, all right, now I'm playing catch up and uh, trying to embrace it more and appreciate it more. Yeah, so. no, definitely. Me too. I've been, I've been meaning to read another science fiction book soon. Maybe I should do Dune. I usually do one during Christmas for some reason. I always end up grabbing one for Christmas holiday. So I did uh, Blade. Yeah. No, what, what? I did whatever the book Blade Runner is based off of. Do Sheep Dream of Electric Sheep? Oh, so, okay. I don't think yeah, I haven't. Blade Runner. I mean, like, they call it Blade Runner instead of that, the Philip K. Dick book. I Got did that it. one last year. That was good. It's also short, though. It's only like 200 pages. You can read it in like a week. Oh, good. simple. Yeah, so the Dune book is a, probably one of the best world building, like, or like, political also kind of it's very political very science fiction very cool world building uh just very impressive uh it is, is it over 500 pages yes okay yeah it's it's a pretty big boy the 500 ones man i read what did i read recently i read a book about viruses this is getting real off topic <laughs> i read this book called spillover it was written in 2015 it's crazy. Anyone who wants more context into, you know, spillover and virology kind of stuff that's kind of targeted. It's scientific, but it is targeted at the mass public. Um, super interesting. They covered the SARS-1 outbreak, Ebola, HIV, any any virus that spills over. It was like 550 pages. And whenever it's over 500, you know, I get around that you know, 350, 400 page mark and I always end up slowing down. Like the acceleration goes way down and then that there's a little bit in there where it takes me a little longer and then I can see the light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. I'm like, okay, there's like 70 pages left. We got it. But there's that part somewhere between like maybe 70 and like 85%. Damn. So I, I try, I think a couple years ago, like years ago, I tried reading through the entire Game of Thrones series. And oh, I, I got, only got 30 yeah. pages in. Yeah, I only went I only read through half of the series. I went through the got to the third book and then like halfway through the book and then I had to just I don't know what happened. I just stopped. But the Dune book, so the version that I have is about five hundred pages, probably like around six hundred something pages. There's like the smaller book size, which is like maybe almost a thousand. So it depends on the the book that you get. The size, yeah. Cause I have oh, I, I bought the, the pages, I bought the yeah. bigger the 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 bigger wider book because it's easier for my hands um but yeah so but yeah that's you know the funny thing is, is i didn't i didn't get very far in game of thrones but i did start reading that you know that uh the targaryen book because i got that as a christmas gift one year oh yeah the and i like that a lot yeah because it reads like a history book it does that's a, and that's the thing like george r, r. martin like his favorite thing that he even like said in his interview was like he always loved uh like historical books and like historical fiction so it just kind of very bleeds into like his style of of uh writing so that's pretty cool i should probably get yeah, on i think that. it's funny because i well i think it's funny because i heard there's this is the reason a lot of people didn't like this book is because it's like it's like reading a history textbook for a made-up world but i was reading it and i was like oh, i kind of like this because <laughs> it feels like it feels like fiction or no sorry it feels like non-fiction but it's not fiction but the way that the tone and like you know what's the way it's written but anyway we're getting very far off topic we don't want to run we don't want to i don't want to run this one like two hours you know 
<laughs> Sounds good. Um, all right. Well, I mean, let's get into you know, let's go with what anything you've been you've been now that you've had some chance to sit back and watch television. What are some things you've enjoyed? Okay, so I really enjoyed this. I just watched this kind of haphazardly. I, I I've heard of it and I never watched it before. Um, but it's on Netflix now in Europe, I think. I don't think America. We talked about this. So I started watching uh, Mr. Robot, which like I had heard about when it first came out, and I heard that everyone liked it, or the people who did watch it liked it. The one thing that I knew about it was so it's about it's a TV show about like a hacktivist group, and the one thing that I had really known before watching was that it was very accurate in terms of, you know, what hacking looks like. Instead of, because you know, remember on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, they showed at the very beginning, Daisy Johnson starts out as a hacker. She's in this white van typing on her computers is very probably inaccurate portrayal of what hackers are doing to, you know, target servers or, you know, do attacks or whatever. Right. So I guess this show is kind of like, it's kind of like Breaking Bad in that sense where, you know, the writers spent a lot of time, you know, talking to consultants, thinking about this, you know, reading up on like, how do I best make this accurate? Um, and it, it shows off. It really, really shows off in it. Like the show's super accurate. It's pretty much, you know, I watched through, I binged like the first season this weekend and then a little into the second season. The first season's outstanding. And on top of the interesting storyline of them trying to take down this evil corporation, they're pretty much, you know, the premise is they want to wipe away all debt. That's not, I, mean, I don't think that's really a spoiler. That's just the premise. They want to wipe away the debt. They know a company owns like, most of the debt in this world. They want to kind of wipe the servers clean. Um, but there's a lot of interesting kind of like uh, the way they display the hacking is very interesting. But then there's this huge psychological thing that's going on with the main character. And I won't spoil that. That's very interesting. And there's all these crazy twists and turns and up and downs, especially like two thirds, two thirds in. There's a lot of cool twists that I did not see coming at all. So okay, well, um, I'm, I'm really excited to, to watch the whole season or the whole series. It's four. It's four seasons. I got it. Yeah, I, I, a friend of mine like years ago asked me if I was watching it, and I said no, and he told me that I should definitely watch it. Now that you're watching it, I'm like, okay, maybe I should definitely take a look at it because for me, it's on it's on Amazon. So I would definitely watch that first season. And like the second season, actually, I it's slowing down a little bit, but that first season, just on top of it being incredibly well researched, it's it's very, very interesting and unpredictable. It's kind of one of those things where, like, I love when this happens, and it happened with Heels, too. It's just like, like the first episode, within, like, 10 minutes, you're hooked. And with Heels and this show, like, Heels is just a show written for me, and I think it's really well written. But this show is also probably even better in terms of, like, the writing and stuff and the intrigue. But within 10 minutes, I was like, oh, damn, how did I not watch this before? But the funny thing is, is like it was on USA or something, like TNT, some like random network that probably, you know, in the world of streaming, probably doesn't have so much original content anymore. Right. Right. It's hard. Yeah, that's something that we can definitely. Um, that's a huge topic in itself about like what's happening with like the streaming world versus ne- the network world. So for sure. But hey, I mean, streaming is where it's at currently. So. Yeah. Yeah, so highly recommend it. And then the other thing, now that I think we've both watched all of it, is What If? And you finally, you watched that episode. That I, told I you watched you the watch. episode, and I immediately texted you saying, 
you are right. That is a very crucial episode. And it, very crucial episode. It, yeah, and I ended up finishing it, and I, and I and I enjoyed the last two episodes. Just, I just, I kind of just got and spoilers for what if, but like, you know, it just kind of. I just got kind of got sick of like all the heroes dying every single single time. Like, so a lot of heroes died, and then we had a Thor episode of where he's a party boy. So I'm just like, okay, it kind of lost me a little bit because I'm like, that's fine. It's a charming, cute episode. And then we have, you know, but then when we get to the next one, we're like, you know, what if Ultron won? And then we have the actual, and it was super cool to see the actual, the Watcher actually come in and, and fight. Um, yeah and all that i think it's i think it's cool that they did that i mean like you're i i assume like you they probably did lose a lot of people who just dropped off to be honest um but i think it's cool that they did this whole thing where like there is a through line through it so like ultron starts like breaking through other dimensions and it's interesting that they're doing i mean like they did this intentionally right right after loki and then the watcher has to intervene you know, who knows if this will have some kind of effect on the normal MCU or if this is just going to be kind of regaled to its own little thing in the multiverse that exists. But I thought it was cool. And I thought that the idea of Ultron getting all the Infinity Stones and then, you know, the uh, the Watcher forming this new kind of Avengers team uh, across different realities. I really like that Killmonger was on it. I just like thought that was cool. Um, Captain Carter was cool. I thought it was a, it was it was cool. Um, nice setup, good payoff. There's a season two announced, so we'll see what happens. Did you watch the post credit scene? I did. I I in that, for for that the episode for the Captain episode Carter. eight. Oh, from the, the final Carter. episode. There's a post credit scene. Uh, which I think I did. It reminded me of it though. So she realizes that they find uh, the mech suit that Steve had that was on the ship. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see that? You saw no, that? I okay. think I didn't, but you can tell me about it. No, that's pretty much it. So remember how Peggy was just like, I don't want to leave or something, and she wanted like a different world, and then the Watcher's like, hey, you got to go back to your world? Oh, that was that was Black Widow, wasn't it? No, I think Peggy says the same thing, same thing too, and then she does go back to her world. Because the Watcher says, you know, your world needs a, your world needs you. And then yeah. after Peggy goes back, Black Widow is still there. But Peggy goes back, and then she gets there, and she's back on the ship like she was in, in Winter Soldier. And they realize that on that ship that uh, was featured in the Winter Soldier, they find that that suit of armor from that first episode that Steve was in right. is behind a door, like in some room, with the They're insinuation cool. that Steve is presumably still inside of it. But they oh. kind of insinuate that maybe this is something the Watcher gave her. You know, just like he, just like Black, just like he allowed Black Widow to go to a different universe where where Black Widow had died. And I'm curious if that was the Black Widow now, because it's not the Black, it's not the universe where, uh, like the main no, universe. This is the right? universe. No, no, no. This is the universe where Black Widow died before Loki attacked. Right. Oh man, I need. I I, I kind of hope. So this is what I'm hoping for that they kind of tie, like you know, that they can play with it more, and we can get back. Um, I mean, I, I I I'm a fan of Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow, even though we do have Florence Peele um, playing, who's going to end up being 
the new uh, Black Widow, who I also really like to to fill in that role. So we'll we'll see what happens. I'm excited to see him. Like I'm hoping they can play with these ideas. And like you said, Kevin Feige is like I don't know how this guy's mind work, but he's a freaking genius, and he just knows what he's doing and knows how to like you know maneuver everything so it's just incredible to see how how just he sticks the landing and i don't get it like he just does no wrong no he does he he generally sticks the landing which is pretty impressive and it's not hard to stick the landings i mean like some of them are like not the best endings but like after doing all this after like i don't know 15 years it's pretty impressive yep yep um but yeah uh so anything else you've been enjoying no, no. Do you want to you want to throw anything in there before we go into the the DC fandom trailers? Yeah, I'll just throw one thing. I finished Squid Games, and it's it's like it was the uh, the hype, you know, for the last like it's still the hype for like the last two weeks, and so it's one of those shows where everyone's watching that I think you know like that everyone should watch. It's it's a well crafted show, well written, really intense and fun to watch. So I'm glad that I like stuck with it. I enjoyed your episode, and I really want to watch more. I really want to watch more Korean shows after this because, like, I feel like they just have such. There's just so a lot of great material coming from from there. So yeah, I highly recommend Squid Game. I finished it. I don't want to spoil anything. If you ever do finish it andrew then like i definitely want to have more of a talk about squid games with you so if you, if you ever get okay, to we'll it we'll see it's going to be hard because now i got three seasons of mr robot uh <laughs> on the list plus i'm still watching through seinfeld which is hilarious <laughs> nice okay for sure uh but yeah that's pretty much it let's get into the dc fandom so i know you wanted to talk about this so i'll let you kind of kind of leave okay. this i have a list i get the list so we'll go with, you know, there were some video game trailers here too, but let's go with the with the movie trailers first, or the TV trailers. Yeah. So this is what was covered movie film wise. We got um, a sneak peek behind Black Adam first, and we still don't really see him, but we got Black Adam. So I'll read through this it list first, and we'll tease. talk about him individually. Yeah, I really wanted to see, I really wanted to see more, but that's the point. Yeah. So we got Black Adam. We got a trailer for the Flash. Um, the Batman, uh, a bit of Shazam, and Peacekeeper. So those are those are the film TV. Peacekeeper being the only TV show, everything else being a movie. Okay, so we can go through these. Let's go through we'll go through each one then. Okay, Black Adam. Okay, Andy, this was cool. My one fear is that I love The Rock. I really am worried that he's still just going to be The Rock in this though, which may be the one time where that's bad. I mean, so I haven't read enough about Black Adam. I've seen, you know, I know, I know his the basics of his character, and knowing how his character is, I already know The Rock isn't gonna. He's gonna put his own spin to it, just like how he always, how he always does. So I, I'm kind of with you. Right. I, yeah, he's gonna put his rock spin. He comes out as charming as hell all the time. So. We'll, we'll we'll see because um I, I mean this has been in development for like so many years so I'm wondering how so, much so long yeah and I know he's been really trying to take care of this uh character you know and just a bunch of crap has come up but we'll see 
how because again he, he's i think he's also really a main producer but he probably had got some because the guy this guy is loaded right so he probably found like the best writers and like you know how to make this character right and all that and kind of learn so so we'll see maybe i don't know I think it's, I mean, like, I think it's a little weird. It looks like Black Adam is effectively leading the Justice Society, which is great. I love those characters from the Justice Society. I mean, they got Hawkman, who's cool, and a, and a bunch of other ones. I don't know. I'm, I'm very curious to see this one. I think the best way to go into this one, though, is just to accept that it's probably going to be more different than I anticipate a Black Adam movie being. Although it's not like I've read a shit ton of Black Adam, so we'll see. Um, we'll see, though. It's interesting to see The Rock as, like, this is his first superhero role. Okay, so this was maybe my favorite one, which maybe says a lot considering there's a Batman trailer. But uh, I, the Flash trailer. First question, is yeah. this going to fix everything? I mean... Yes or no? It has potential. It has potential. I mean, they have, again... You, you and I have had many talks of how much we've we want to see the DC world succeed, but we keep getting disappointed. Um, yep. The Snyder Cut brought back a little bit of hope, right? Because I did I enjoy. I don't know, man. I think that's that. I think that movie is still pretty lame. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it for what it was, but like right now with the Flash and the way they're gonna they're gonna do this, like. They they got me excited because they're gonna, they're trying to do their own multiverse thing, right? So if the, you know, which they already teased, like M- Michael Keaton coming in, I think they have Ben Affleck coming in. And, well, and you see Michael Keaton. Well, we don't see his face, but you see his his you know his cowl from the back. You're right. So if they again, they need to stick the landing because yes, I'm excited for what they can do, you know. But again, I a DC hasn't. I don't know. Like, again, I'm, I'm just I'm more worried about I mean, I'm excited for that one, but I'm worried because, again, yeah, I'm going okay, to still also, watch it. Another question. Yeah. Uh, you know how they had him go into the Batmobile to, to pull, the, you know, the the um, the covering off? Yep. OK, so what do you think the odds are of that actually being the Adam West Batmobile instead of the 89 Batmobile? Uh, I hope it's the Adam West one. I have. I, I think it's probably the '89. I think it's '89 because if we're going towards more like, um, I, I just don't remember the Adam West one. I just feel like the the Tim Burton one is just it's like red, more iconic. It has red stripes on it, I think. But yeah, the 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 '89 one's pretty iconic. Yeah. So that's... we'll see. I'm very interested to see this. I you know I'm I like weird shit. So even if this is bad, it's probably going to be better in my. I, I anticipate it'll be better than the Zack Snyder stuff. For sure. And then, okay, so let's go to the next. This is probably the, the most anticipated one, the Batman. Yeah, I am excited that this is going to be based on year one. That's a pretty badass comic. If you haven't read it. Is it? Uh, I don't know. It didn't look obviously year it, one to me. It's, it has, it's, it's influenced by it. It's not going to be like per that what i think it's going to be like his second everyone's year. influenced by year one though everyone is i mean like so was so was the nolan movies there was a lot of um year one i think pulled god yeah yeah or maybe no it wasn't maybe it wasn't year one maybe it was the long halloween because they had a lot of the crime stuff 
But regardless, I mean, like, it looks like they've even insinuated, though, in this, that Batman has been Batman for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that it's been, like, two years that he's been Batman. Instead of, like, the year oh. one, like, his first time. So I think it's, been like, and I think because it's Robert Pattinson, I feel like they are going for, like, at least, like, the younger, the younger Batman. Which we have a, which we have an angry Batman, it seems like. A more angry Batman. I think than so. Younger. If, yeah. If anything, it looks like it's very, uh, um inspired from the from the from the te- or from the video games from the from the Gotham games um I mean the bat suit certainly looks like it's from the Gotham games you know the one I mean like it looks cool I don't know what the I don't know why everyone needs to take Batman so fucking seriously I love Batman he's one of my favorite superheroes but I don't know why I don't know why everyone needs to take him so goddamn seriously it, it it's it's a little like been there done that for me to be honest I probably be very good. You know, the one thing that I'll say that really, really bothers me that I think they shouldn't do is like, why is his bat suit impenetrable to bullets? Like, when did this be like? What, you know, Ben Affleck's was, and and now his, and now this one is too. I kind of find that annoying. Movie magic. They shoot him like multiple times with semi-automatic weapons, and they yeah, just yeah, bounce yeah. off. <laughs> like, come on. Like we all know that Batman. Like the, it's so weird. Like. People give Superman so much shit for being like unrelatable and like too powerful and stuff. And it's just like, dude, look at the way they portray Batman now in comic books and 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 TV shows and video games. Like the dude is literally bulletproof, like more so than Superman is. Like, and he has like he has like a suit made out of vibranium now. I think it's I just think it's a little weird. I that's kind of why I still feel feel happy that I, I mean i still consider the nolan one my favorite batman trilogy because that was super grounded and like he wasn't bulletproof but they got creative was how he got around the bullet the, you know the getting shot at and everything so yeah i mean it's I, i'm sure it's going to be a good movie i'm i i at some point i would like to see like a less noir serious live action version of batman but like we'll see if that ever happens um but i like the choice of the riddler that was cool i am and i'm probably one of the few i have mixed opinions on what is andy circus is that how i pronounce his name yeah yeah, andy circus i have mixed opinions on him as alfred i like alfred as the old english very proper butler and i don't know they keep casting these uh, different and Andy Serkis is awesome. This guy's great, but and I now I just sound like I'm totally bitching, but I don't know. I kind of like the old <laughs> English Alfred who's gonna bring Bruce, you know, his tea with these little, you know, triangle cucumber sandwiches and everything, you know. Well, so I mean, well, Andy Serkis and Matt Reeves have some history, right? They, uh, because of, you know Matt Reeves did the Planet of the Apes movie and Andy Serkis played uh, he played Caesar in them and like yeah. he's 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 a genius in knowing how to manipulate creatures and like animals and everything because he's been doing it since since day one since like Gollum right he brought that to life and I think he is one of the main reasons why I liked Venom Let There Be Carnage because. Andy Serkis directed it, um, but Matt Reeves, he's a good director, so I feel like I'm going to enjoy, I, I think I'm going to, I'm looking forward to the Batman, because it has a good, 
I mean, I like Matt Reeves and I like Andy Serkis, so I'll see it in there. Andy's, yeah. I, I'll, I'll give Colin Farrell credit. He looks like a really good penguin. It looks like a really good interpretation of penguin. I need to need to get a look at him again because I haven't. I didn't get to see. Was he in the? He wasn't. Was that him in the trailer? Because I didn't recognize him. No, that was him. That was Penguin. I, he doesn't look like he doesn't look like Colin Farrell at all. Okay, awesome. That was him. Then. That old, ugly-looking, fat, bald guy. Okay, perfect. Because I thought, man, because they were trying to get who Jonah Hill to be that character. Oh my gosh, that's so. <laughs> I mean, like I know that Danny DeVito already did this, which is so on point to have Danny DeVito do it. I think, I think it's a little too on point to have someone like that do it again. Unless you're just going to recast Danny DeVito and let him try to do it again. That's fine with me. That is fine with me also. I do love Danny DeVito. But I'm kind of glad that, that Jonah Hill said no to playing the Penguin. Because I do think it was kind of... Uh, I'm just going to say it. I thought it was kind of fucked up, right? Um, yeah. To, to offer just yeah, because, I, like, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm excited for it. It comes out relatively soon. We'll see. We'll see. Um... Okay, well, let's go to the next one. I don't want to complain about this too much because everyone probably liked <laughs> that trailer. Um, next one, I really like this one. I like this. So then they did a behind the scenes similar to the Black Adam one, but it was for Shazam. So it's part behind the scenes, part kind of brief trailer, maybe, I think. Uh, this is really cool. I really like that first Shazam one. And I think this one, they're taking it more fantasy fantasy realm they have the you know the expanded cast of all these other characters the whole shazam families in there i i'm really excited about this one this is one of my favorites i love the first one so i'm pretty i'm just i know i just want to watch it i'm pretty i'm pretty stoked uh i highly enjoyed the, like again for for like some of my top favorite dc movies shazam is one of the ones i really enjoyed um watching in theaters and just kind of rewatching every now and then so so I'm, I'm just excited. Yeah, no, I like that one. Yeah. Okay, and then actually before we go on to Peacemaker, I, I left this one out. We, there was a br- brief Aquaman one, too. Uh, so we got Jason Momoa coming back, reprising the role. They s- describe this as a slightly more mature movie than the first one. Hopefully more epic sea creatures and shit like that. I still think Jason Momoa could look a little more regal in his Aquaman suit. Um, but that's fine because Jason Momoa is, is a badass and he's he's awesome. <laughs> and I love Aquaman. And I know a lot of people are like Aquaman's lame, but I love Aquaman. So I'm just glad that th- there's even an Aquaman 2 to talk about. I, I I enjoyed the first one for the most part. I definitely won't. I definitely will sit to watch it's, the yeah. to watch the uh, to watch the second one. It's uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll be excited uh, again. I'm waiting for you to say I'm waiting for you to go to the next one because that is the one I'm most excited about. Uh, okay, so Peacemaker. So there's yes. a behind the scenes little trailer for Peacemaker. This is what's interesting because, you know, in Suicide Squad he's not a likable character whatsoever. Right. Right. And they show him he presumably died, but they show him in like a post credit scene still alive, which is going to lead into his TV show. I mean, John Cena seems to be like going all in on the role, though. So I, I appreciate that. Like he's he's always out too with that costume, and James Gunn and like James Gunn has criticized him and made jokes about it. It's like, dude, you're gonna lose that costume. It costs thirty thousand dollars. Like this is why the show costs so much money. <laughs> but I do appreciate John Cena going all in. I again, James Gunn is one of my current like he's one of my top favorite directors right now. I I love the Suicide Squad is one of my top films for this year so far 
Maybe until we get the the new Spider-Man film, I might change my mind, or even Dune. I don't know. But uh, I'm super excited. It does seem like a coming-of-age kind of tale for Peacemaker. Like, you know, really, you know, like him kind of growing in his thing and what it means, right? I think so. I think you have to yeah. tone him down. A li- you have to make him likable some way, right? Even yeah. if he's an asshole and he kills people. And you could tell from the trailer there's moments of that where they're trying to liken him up a little bit. Which I'm all about because, yeah, they, he in spoilers for, for the suicide, uh, the suicide squad, like I, he killed Rick Flagg, which I really liked his character in the movie. And it was like for me, it was like, man, like this is really unre- unredeemable, right? Or like unforgivable. So I'm hoping like they I'm looking forward to see how they redeem him. Dude, the dude's gonna have a pet bald eagle. Like, it's just <laughs> that was really funny. The eagle's like literally hugging him. Yeah. So, so I'm looking forward to see how much fun this is gonna be. So we'll see. Cause I, I did. I mean, for the most part, for the entire movie, like he was super fun to watch. And I feel like you could always tell when an actor loves a character that they're playing, right? Cause again, in one span of a weekend, I watched Fast Nine. And I watched the Suicide Squad, you know, both having John Cena. And you can just tell he was having way more fun. He was way more comfortable in playing the Peacemaker role. Uh, so I'm just excited because when you see that, like, it's going to it's gonna show on the screen. So I'm really excited that uh, that James Gunn decided to write this with him. And, and, yeah, it's one of my one of the shows I'm really anticipating watching. Also, you know what this means? It means that John Cena and The Rock are now living in the same shared universe and could one day come to blows again somehow and this was after our time watching wrestling but i the rock and john cena had i i think a pretty extensive you know back and forth um maybe in the i don't know when actually i'm not gonna pretend like i do i know they had a couple <laughs> matches maybe at wrestlemania's um, right and The Rock had kind of a feud with him for a little while. It was kind of funny somehow. I don't know if this could ever happen. I mean, theoretically, it could. If if Black Adam and Peacemaker somehow end up being in the same movie sometime, if DC can get their shit together. I mean, I'll be excited to see that, to see what, how that happens. But yeah. But I'd say overall, this was, uh, this was, I mean, like, considering, like, these are DC movies, like, the, the bar is, like, super low, but these look good. Yeah, I, th- I think they're really, like, reformatting what they're trying to do and release and so i'm really exciting i'm really excited to see what again like this is like the new phase for dc and this new phase really looks awesome so i'm i'm really looking forward to it okay then really quickly before we move on i just want to comment on the so there's two two video games too suicide squad and and gotham knights and 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 andrew promised to get a ps5 so we can play this together right that was that was i would i would I would get a PS. Well, I would maybe get an Xbox <laughs> or maybe the cheaper PS5. Um, I would get one for both games if I could buy both at the same time. Which I I assume they're not being made by the same publisher. They're not both Rocksteady, right? No, I or, think the Suicide Squad one is Rocksteady. The other one I think is something different. Warner Brother Games, maybe. Yeah. But regardless, both of them kind of look like the Arkham Asylum games. I love those games. I literally bought. I bought a PS. Three or four? PS4. I bought a PS4 just to play. Yeah, Yeah, I bought it just to play Arkham. That was like the only game I ended up playing. I had the Arkham edition of it. 
I had that, and then I played very, very few other games, and then I ended up selling it to get the Switch. But I love those games. They were so much fun. And if both of these games actually do come out in 2022, I, could, I would reasonably see myself buying one just to play them because they did look pretty awesome. Although I do find it annoying that the bad guy is Superman, but I did think it was cool that they put the rest of the Justice League in the Suicide Squad one. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, I mean, the the Suicide Squad game looks really fun, so I'm really looking forward to, to playing it. The, I mean, the whole, it looks, yeah, it just looks fun. And then Gotham Knights looks also really cool, to, and I really want to play that game too. So so we'll see. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to those two games because that means that we're, we're finally going to get some new some new games for the the next generation of consoles. It's been kind of a a dry spell. We have we're now starting to see some next gen games coming out uh like starting like this month and from here on out. So as yeah. another video game update, Andy, Waluigi was obviously not the final character. Also, you accident well, this is my fault. You spoiled <laughs> the Sora call for me. Uh, well, I thought you were watching it live. Son of a bitch. I was, I texted you that it was going to happen in seven minutes. I was on a, I was on a call at work and I thought about watching my boss doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> so she doesn't know. I, know. I, I thought, thought about watching it during the call. Like, it was like seven. Just, I, just, I... <laughs> just far enough. I thought about watching it just far enough to find out the character. And then I was like, whatever, I'll just watch it after I turned it off paying attention to my work like a good studious employee yeah and then andy texts me andy's like oh it's sora i was just like who the fuck is sora and i googled it <laughs> god damn it i feel so bad it's fine no no it's not a big <laughs> deal i mean like it's a good call for the final smash character i understand because they actually they brokered a deal with disney for this which is pretty crazy like, yeah it's no easy task this 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 was definitely the most surprise like not so, I don't want to even say surprising this is probably the smartest choice that they made for like a it's a well known character like I I played through some of the Kingdom Hearts and it's a very fun game it, it fits in with like the Disney scene but also kind of anime ish so for people who like the no, anime yeah. kind of characters um, it fits very well yeah I think this is a better choice and who was the other one Goku. Uh, was I said another? Goku, Master Chief, or Waluigi. Right. <laughs> Those are all three good choices, Andy. Waluigi being number one. <laughs> yes. Um, but I'm ex- I mean, I like Sora as a character. I do apologize for spoiling it because, like, I w- I was awake, you know, getting ready, and like it was before I had it was before I had to go to work. So I'm like, oh well, then I'm just gonna turn it on because people were like covering it. So I kind of just turned it on, turned on my TV to kind of have it in the background while. I was getting my shit ready, and then I'm like, "Oh crap, it's Sora," and just probably watching it at the same time as I am. I gotta like message him, and then I didn't realize that you weren't. Um... I know it's no big deal. I, that one wouldn't. I like once I saw it, it wouldn't. I would have been like, "Good call." Like that, that. That's what I. Once I looked up who Sora was, I was like, "Yeah, it's a good call." Yeah. Even though Waluigi would have been a better one. Uh, agreed. Yeah. Right, you cool. just agree with me, Andy. It's fine. Yeah, of course, of course. No, agreed. Waluigi, Team Waluigi. There we go. Absolutely. There we go. So that goes. So so that's the uh, that's the DC fandom. I think there's probably some other stuff. There's some animated shows, maybe some other video games. Yeah. Um, some other TV stuff. H- HBO Max is launching in Spain. Ooh, maybe next week. 
Nice. So that'll be interesting. I'm very curious contractually kind of how they figured this out because so I have an example. So for instance, Titans season three is almost over. And in Europe, Titans season three, well, Titans season one and two are on Netflix because that's the distribution because Warner Brothers, I don't know why they didn't want to do it through HBO or they'd already made contracts for whatever reason with uh, Netflix for Titans. But now I'm wondering, is Titans going to be on Netflix or is Titans going to be on HBO Max? Because Titans season three ends, I think, next week. I really want to watch it. I don't know which one it's going to be on. So now I'm going to have to maybe have both to try to figure it out. Um, but I'm interested because there's a lot of Netflix stuff that, you know, it's probably all there's these contracts. You probably have to wait to expire before you can port all of that stuff over. And then I'm also really excited to watch all these animated movies that I think are being put on HBO Max from the DC universe that I haven't been able to watch yet. And I don't know if you watched it. You probably haven't. But they have the, the Injustice animated movie just came out. And I think I, in America, if you have HBO Max, you can watch it. Yeah, it's on my list. I, I definitely saw. I, I definitely want to check it out. I mean, I played through the video games, uh, the first video game. And I think the first Injustice video game really covers everything in the comics. Um, and of course, I put a little spin on it, but I want to to watch it just to see what the what this actually what this actually follows. Um, I mean, so, they're good comics. The the costumes are, and I don't want to go into detail about how terrible these costumes are, but the comics are good. But the costumes are like, holy shit, they're bad. But anyway, <laughs> no one needs to hear me go on a tirade about how there's too many lines in modern superhero comics. Yep. 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 Okay, so let's go on. Let's go on to Venom, yeah. which I, I did like, so you did. and you probably didn't like as much. So that's that's nice. Switch so, roles. Well, we we usually we usually are on like the same page, or at least we kind of like are good about justifying our feelings regarding the movie. So yeah, let's just kind of get into it. I'm gonna cause my my thoughts are all over the place on this, right? Because there's stuff that I really do like, and there's something I'm just like, why? Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go into the stuff that I do like, right? So first of all, this is uh, a synopsis. Eddie Brock attempts to uh, to uh, like reignite his career by investigating serial killer uh, Cletus Cassidy, who Cletus Cassidy, who becomes the host of the symbiote Carnage and escapes from prison after a failed evacuation, right? So, thing I do like, directed by Andy Serkis. I think he did a good job. Um, I do like Tom Hardy as Venom, because I think he has kind of did a really good job in embodying this character with what they can. And uh, the fight scene between Carnage and Venom, the whole thing was pretty good. And what else? I do like some of the... I do like only some of the back and forth between... Venom and Eddie Brock in this, and uh, yeah, Andrew, what were your thoughts? So, so briefly, I'd say I liked it. I, you know, I appreciate the fact that they leaned more into the goofiness of this one, while also, you know, they. I think Carnage was scary when he needed to be scary for the most part, but I. I mean, like, it's a goofy premise, like Venom, to some extent. And I think the better parts of the first one were when they were just like, you know what, this is weird. We're going to accept that it's weird. Just go for it. 
And I think the second half of that movie kind of accepts it. The first half doesn't accept it as much. And then I think with this one, they're just like, okay, we're just going to pull. It's weird. It's goofy. But we'll we'll take it seriously when it needs to be taken seriously. Like, it, it kind of reminds me of Titans a little bit. But I think Titans does this better, where, like, Titans looks... The costumes are so ridiculous. But they also take it seriously. So it's got this balance of, like, serious tone but it's ridiculous and goofy. So I like that. I like that about it. You know, I think it's, you know, for the most part, I I, I think it's funny to hear in the back and forth between um, Venom and Eddie. I understand why people wouldn't like it and find it annoying to some extent, but I, I just like the tone. I think it differentiates itself a little bit with, with everything else. Plus given the fact that they have probably very limited pieces to work with, I think it fits well together since they don't have, well, now they do, but at the time they didn't have the whole Spider-Man thing to work with. Yeah, um, and that's the biggest thing. I think that was the saving grace about this film is the post-credit thing, right? Which we're gonna just be spoiling this movie from from here on out, anyways. But well, we're gonna be jumping around because there's so many. There's a couple of thoughts I just have. So like. I do like the fact that they tie it in somehow with Tom Holland's Spider-Man universe, but it makes me nervous because I don't want Sony to have a full-on either. The, either they gotta get some good-ass writers who like will take care of the characters because you know. Well, let me let me ask you: What did you dislike, the tone or the story? The the story i was more i was not happy with like the story the tone was fine it was like you said if if it's gonna be goofy let it be goofy but if you're gonna give me like so i was a big carnage fan from like years ago when i played like the first couple spider-man games like he was one of the main villains and he always he always scared the shit out of me and there were some of the, the darkest comics that i like laid eyes on too because he was a serial killer right Woody Harrelson, I do like him as playing Carnage, right? And I kind of wish they would have leaned more on, like, the more scarier side of him being a serial killer and, and all that. You know, like, they did have the animation scene of him killing his grandma, mom, and then getting yeah, a Yeah, actually, you know, I did like the artistic direction of those. Yeah. It was, you know, they were creepy. Yeah, and that, and, that, and I feel like that was awesome. Like, they, they went in that direction, like, make him creepy, but they end up killing the dude at the end, right? They end up killing the serial killer. Um, also, I'm just going to say it. I feel like they pulled a Spider-Man 3 on Woody Harrelson. They, like, changed his hair to, like, an... I just did not like his hair. It just kind of distracted <laughs> me. Like they did Woody Harrelson's hair is kind of funny looking. Yeah, like, when he, when, he, when he got out of prison, like, in the hair that he went with, I was just like, dude, are you serious? Like... Uh, like I just it, it kind of just reminded me from like the Spider-Man three when uh, Tony McGuire did the whole emo. Tony McGuire's emo hair is a bad yeah. look on him. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I think I think Woody Harrelson here did a generally good job. I'd give him like a you know low eight probably. Um, I'm not the biggest Carnage fan in the world. I mean, like I think that most people of our age are under the impression that they really love Carnage. But it's only from like a very small handful of appearances that we probably really love Carnage. You know, primarily that video game, which is one of the best beat em up games I think ever made. Yeah. Um, that Maximum Carnage story arc. I've never read it, but obviously I'm aware of it. And then was he in the animated TV show? 
Yeah, he was a little bit. Yeah, 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 he was. Okay. So those episodes, I'm sure, were probably, you know, very well remembered by people between the age of, like, 28 and 35, I guess. Um, So I get that. But then I also think, you know, Carnage in the comics since 95 is different. I haven't read much Carnage, but, you know, it's it's been a little different. So I was I was satisfied for the most part with it. I think... Given that it's PG-13, they probably leaned into it as much as they could. This was PG-13, right? It was. They only have one. Yeah. Uh, they only have one F bomb. One, one F bomb. Yeah. So they leaned into it, I guess, as much as they could. I kind of thought there were some good scenes that were, you know, legitimately creepy. You know, when he was reunited with Scream, that creepy. You know, when he breaks the cage open and they embrace and kiss and stuff. That was that was weird and creepy. The notion of the wedding. I think was also creepy. Like the fact that like, Oh, we're going to bring these people to watch us get married and then murder them is I think, you know, I think it's creepy. It could have been maybe done a little better, but I do think it's creepy. So I think they played that relatively well. Um, Michelle Williams, that's her name, right? Yeah. As Anna. Yeah. Yeah. I think she plays too, like a, this interesting, Eddie, weird right? yeah. opposite yeah, character to, to Eddie. It's kind of strange that like, where they're leaving it, if they're insinuating whether or not they're uh, going to be a couple or not going to be a couple, there's a strange story thing here. If anything, I would say the one thing that I thought was strange was this sound thing. They're like, oh, sound hurts him. It's not sound. It's it's vibration. It's supposed to be vibration that hurts him. But they blur the lines that make it really confusing and silly and stupid and kind of like breaks part of this, I think, the movie. Where like the loud sound of a bell hurts the venom symbiotes mm-hmm. which makes no sense because then any loud sound should hurt him it should be like the vibration from the bell being directed at the symbiote i think and i don't know why they didn't take the time to do it that way instead because it seemed pretty obvious from the beginning that it's vibration waves that hurt the symbiotes and not just loud noises in general because there's loud noises all the time like and these aren't having an effect on him right right i thought that was really weird and it it just it it seems lazy and it's very noticeable we saw Uh, so that was the only thing that yeah sorry sorry we saw that on chilling at a freaking club where like there's booming stereos and vibration and he's walking in there all all fine yeah so it's like okay like that's really weird so it's like it's super inconsistent and it's also very noticeable so i don't understand the point of that I feel like someone in the writer's room should, they must have been aware of it. And they're like, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like, it's fine. Yeah. And, and the thing is, like, I, I understand, you know, like, what else was, um, you know, Francis Borison's character supposed to be there, right? I think it was just like a a plot device saying, oh, we have someone who is like, the, who will not work out with like the symbiote of Carnage or whatever. So the, the symbiote is going to be abusive. And so we just needed to put, that character in for like you know it, it had no it was just a tool which i thought was kind of sad. yeah she doesn't she doesn't have a huge role in the, in the film yeah. either and also there's a scene where like the carnage symbiote with cletus confronts her on top of the church and there was a really weird confusing i don't know there's like a confusing interaction between them about why carnage got really defensive really quickly that i thought was strange too yeah do you know who mulligan is do you know who mulligan is in the comics andy the cop I I looked it up. I know he plays. I know he's Toxin, but tell me a little bit about yeah. his character. 
I mean, it's really funny. When I was a kid, this I randomly bought a Toxin uh, graphic novel when I was a kid. Toxin was like the child symbiote of Carnage and Venom combined. Because Carnage is the child, or like I guess not the child, but like the you know the repro- like the reproduction of of Venom. And then Toxin was like the combination of them, like two pieces of Venom and Carnage like pop off and fuse and form Toxin. And Toxin, I don't know what's happened to Toxin since I read the, the origin story, but Toxin takes over a cop and is kind of a little more, let's say, less lethal, lethal protector. Although it's still a symbiote, so you still have those problems. But it's they're kind of trying to pose it as like a Venom thing, but without like the kind of like past shrouded in like maybe murder kind of have like you wipe the clay clean clean and you kind of have this symbiote that like hasn't you know done anything horrific and you have like a new symbiote character there was a storyline at one point in time where i think eddie brock was actually killing all the symbiotes and they went after toxin i don't know what happened to toxin but it's one of the many symbiotes that lives lives in the marvel universe and they clearly i think are transmuting eddie out of this universe, but they specifically left Toxin in this universe. Got it. So, so that's my guess. You, so you could do a Toxin sequel, and then you can, in the same universe, and then you can do whatever the hell they want to do with, with Eddie in, in, in the MCU. So, okay, so... But before we get into that, any final thoughts on the, on the movie uh, regarding that? So we can now we can talk about some uh, we can get into kind of like the series of what some series of what we could expect or see for for Eddie Brock's character. Yeah, I think it was fine. I think it's probably just as good, if not maybe a little better than the first one, just because it leans into the tone a little more um, from the get go. Um, it wasn't too long. I'm surprised that Carnage only fights Venom once, but yeah. maybe they're trying to not overdo it. Although, you know, you have a Venom and Carnage movie. It's like, that's kind of the point. Yep. But I also get it. Like, you know, the the market is crazy saturated with superhero movies. So maybe they were hesitant to overdo it with the fighting. Um, But I did find that a little surprising. But the movie's not long. It's only like an hour and maybe 40 minutes or less. No, it's an hour and a half on the dot. Hour and 30 on the dot. With with credits included. So the movie is, yeah, the movie legit is like maybe like one, an hour and 20 and then you wait for like 10 minutes or how many minutes worth of credits um, was one post credit. So, which is, yeah. uh, it didn't need yeah. to be longer, but I, I would have maybe liked maybe another five minute, like a first interaction between them. Yeah. See, I see the way that I, and this is me kind of like the way that I, if I, I would have done it right, which again, but I kind of wish they would have not spent so much time on the back and forth of, of Eddie fighting Venom, like the whole little, you know, the odd couple thing. I thought it was cute, but I think they dragged it out too much. And I kind of wish it would have been a better explanation for Carnage, right? Like Woody Harrelson's character just bites his hand and somehow the symbiote DNA gets into him and that's how he becomes Carnage. I feel like, I mean, I, I don't know. I think, I think that, I don't know if that was the way I would have done it. I, I don't know if I liked that. That's how they created, um, Carnage, you know, so I kind of wish it would have gone slightly in a different direction regarding that, and I maybe it should have been a little longer, and then my last thing is that, like, 
I feel like these movies, I know, and I get it because they're superhero movies and they're trying to get more of a, more of a people to go in, right? And if it was rated R, it might not have done as well, right? So I still kind of wish that it would have been a, um, a rated R movie just because it could have been more brutal yeah. and scarier. It might benefit. Yeah. This one really might have benefited from the R rating. Yeah. So. Because they they like to talk about eating brains and biting off heads and then like like I'm gonna do it and then they they turn the camera while they bite off someone's head, right? So, but uh yeah, those are my thoughts. Like it has some good fun moments. The action scenes were were great. Uh, so that's where we'll go. So yeah, that's pretty much what my thoughts are on on it. Check it out. See what your thoughts are on it. Um. So now I want to get into the biggest thing that we kind of saw is that in the post credit scene, we know Eddie Brock's on vacation or he's hiding out, right? And he's watching television and then some kind of shit happens where everything around him kind of maneuvers. And then on the television, he sees, you see J. Jonah Jameson in that part where he says that, you know, who Spider-Man is, which then we see... Tom Holland's uh, picture on there. So, Andrew, from what you said a little earlier, so you think that Eddie Brock's been placed into the Spider-Man universe? Yes, he must yeah. have, right? They, they, they. What I, you know, it's either it looks like the Venom symbiote didn't do it. You know, in the comics lately, they've been doing this weird thing with the Venom symbiotes, insinuating they're like these like very powerful entities, which they clearly insinuated here. The Venom symbiote says, oh, I've seen many different universes and many different things. But it seems like the Venom symbiote did not put him in this universe. It seemed like it was going to show him different universes. So I assume, and I think the insinuation here is that Doctor Strange, whatever he did, you know, when he merged universes with Peter in the upcoming movie, he pulled he pulled Eddie in. Interesting. So, do you think they're going to have an Eddie Brock show up in this new Spider-Man film? I would say it's possible, but if it is, it's going to be like five seconds. Because we, he, I still, I mean, like Andrew Garfield's definitely going to be in this movie, and Tobey Maguire. <laughs> I think both of them will be in it. I think both will be very fast cameos, and I think we'll probably see more of the villains from those movies in longer scenes. I mean, like we're clearly going to see Doctor Octopus. Yeah. Um, we know that much. And Electro, which I love, <laughs> love Jamie Foxx's Electro. Um, but I think Andrew Garfield and, and uh, Tommy Guaro will be in it very quick. And then I would, you know, based on that assumption, I would assume if Eddie's going to be in it, it's going to be the same, if not faster. Yeah. I I feel like they're going to do so. I don't know about the whole Eddie Brock thing. I have no idea because to me, it means one or two things. Like you said, either they're putting Spider Man into. The or they're putting Eddie into the MCU, right? Which I don't know. Or they are, or they're putting Spider-Man into the Sony universe, which is the what scares me the most, right? Because they, I think you don't, I think we don't know yet. I think it's probably still like I'm sure being discussed behind closed doors. I mean, like technically, I think Tom Holland insinuated this might be the last one. He's, what's his contract for? I don't know. Well, they did remember. So I think the new thing was contracts is that they're like they're not gonna do like a contract where you have to be in something for 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 like so long, right? 
Um, so now they're doing like they're not doing that. They're just kind of doing like you know, con- like one and done contracts with like, hey, you want to be in this movie, or like, hey, like you know, because they want to have people come back and they have more control of getting people back rather than having them. Because I guess actors don't want to be tied down to having to do some of these, you know, having to do all these films, right? Yeah. So like, like you know, Kevin Feige might step in and be like, hey. We have a way of getting Spider-Man back, or we have a way of getting Captain America back. Let me call. Let me see if we can make this happen, right? Yeah, I think that makes sense for those ones. I think here you're just always gonna have to. It's always gonna, you know, you're gonna have this initial, you know, headbutt between the two studios having to agree, in addition to the actors having to agree. Yeah. So I don't know. My guess is that the more likely scenario here is that Tom Holland crosses over into a Sony movie. And that's what makes me really concerned because I, the only so I mean, the Andrew Garfield movies were were they were they were just okay, which is heartbreaking. The first two Spider-Man movies with Tony McGuire, they, they had a they had a whole scene with Jamie Foxx falling into a tank of electric eels while he was changing a light bulb. <laughs> that was worth it alone. Oh my God, Andrew, I will I will I will hang up this call. I would never change a light bulb, by the way, on top of a tank of electric eels. You're just asking for it. Yeah. yeah Absolutely no, for sure. asking for it. For sure. Um, on his birthday, um, too. Yeah. No, on his birthday. Yeah, on his birthday. They made it so on his sad. Birthday. Do that on your birthday. I mean, isn't that the more likely scenario, though? Because it's probably easier for one entity to do this than it is for two entities to agree to like the proper terms and payments and stuff. It, 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 yeah, and it's one of the unfortunate things because, like, yeah, Sony has a contract, owns the rights to Spider-Man, you know, and I, I, I don't know how they, they did it, but, like, there was a thing where, like, they, you know, where Disney's like, hey, we want a higher percentage, and there was, like, a whole fight thing, but then they know how angry the fan base was, was at because, like, again, I just really like the the tone of Tom Holland and his Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Um, even though I do love the first two Tobey Maguire films, um, but I just don't think like I just feel like I don't know. Like I'm just concerned because like right now the only good like the best so like the best Spider-Man movie is a Sony one because I, I really do love Into the Spider Verse. Um, so it's just so hard to say because like you know they gotta just again and I'm super biased and you know that like I I just hope that they have they they give him really good care, you know. Um, if they if he goes back to Sony, but yeah, there's been rumors that like Tom Holland's like yeah, this, this seems like the end of a Spider-Man franchise kind of deal for his role, which would suck. So like you, like my my what my theories are for like this next one is that we are gonna have Andrew Garfield, we are gonna have uh, Tobey Maguire because I feel like they're gonna take on the Sinister Six, and it's gonna be two villains from each of their own universes and kind of have a whole oh, two four six. So what's yeah. the second one then from the original ones? Uh, Goblin? Yeah. Are they hiding pretty... Willem Dafoe somewhere? No, didn't you see the, the no in the trailer? There, there's a did you see the trailer? Oh yeah, there's that ball. The, the, there's that ball, the, and that looks exactly the, like the Green Goblin ball. The, you're right. I thought the insinuation was that maybe uh, Doctor Octopus threw it. But you're right. Okay, so you have Goblin Octopus, yeah, and then John from Octopus. the Spider-Man ones. Amazing Spider-Man, you have, you have Electro. Both no. So for Amazing for Amazing Spider-Man, you have Electro and maybe Rhino or 
um, what's his name? Or uh, the Hobgoblin. lizard or green goblin or the other goblin. How do you do the lizard? Although yeah. I swear to God, if the lizard is not wearing his fucking lab coat, I'm You're leaving. Shit. <laughs> Protest. No, I'm not going to leave. I can't believe it. What, whose dumb decision was that? I mean, you had this awesome thing with, with Electro, but then they totally screw up the lizard. I mean, they're like, this, this lizard's going to like Hulk out, so it's going to rip out of his lab coat. Um, no, I agree. I do I like... Mean, yeah, I would, uh, I would do the lizard. But then, and then from Tom Holland's movies, you have, I guess, uh, maybe Vulture. Scorpion and... And Vulture? Yeah, Scorpion and Vulture, I think, would be the big ones. What's that? Wait, so I think... Oh, no, no, I think Mysterio, maybe. But Mysterio's dead. Jake Chilinol's dead, right? We don't know. Because, again, this guy's guy's a man of illusions, and he's a big... uh... That's true. I still want to see Scorpion, though, so I go with Scorpion. Yeah, I have a feeling it's Mysterio, and it's going to be Vulture. Um, But I could be wrong. I could be wrong, so... I think it's going to be two villains from each of the universe. And then they're going to do like, cause one of the most Spider-Man things they've done this whole thing is that they're one of, you know, they've always had comics where like there were multiple Spider-Mans going to fight the villains or whatever. Um, and we just had that with the, you know, the into the Spider-Verse. And so now we might be able to see that in the live action in the nineties, in the nineties show. That was how I think it ended. They like all the Spider-Mans from the different universe united to take on, uh, which was a, a freaking carnage, um, Peter Parker's Yeah, like a, the the final big baddie for the for the uh, animated show was um, if Peter Parker ended up getting the the carnage symbiote on him. Andy, so, what do you think the probability is of them recreating the meme of the three Spider-Men pointing at each other with all three Spider-Men in this movie? I. Would love to see that, actually. Yeah, they did such a great job in the Spider-Verse one. And so, like, for a gag, I feel like it would fit the tone perfectly. Because, yeah, I, I'd be so down. I don't care how silly that is, but that that's so up the the, the humor for, for, for this. Um, so I'd be so down to see a shot like that, just kind of each person, like, pointing at each other. Um, but those are my theories for the, for the upcoming... Uh, Spider-Man and then movie. Maybe there's a post-credit scene where Peter dies and then gets absorbed. No, I guess because Venom is in this universe. I don't. I really don't know what they're gonna do because they pulled Venom here intentionally, right? They didn't put Peter there. You know. Did so they pull him there? Both... Or did? Or did yeah, they? Yeah, he saw him on TV. If he sees him on TV, he's got to be. I mean, like, do you think he's watching a different universe through the TV or? What? No, I I think they pulled. See, the thing is, I think they pulled. Spider-Man into his universe because remember Along we have with J.K. Simmons. Yeah, yeah, they pulled no, his because universe that in... involves pulling a, like a bunch of people. J.K. Simmons, the entire Daily Bugle, like that involves like reshaping Eddie's entire universe, which I guess you could do. You could just reshape it. You're right. Instead and of it... pulling him somewhere else. And either where I have concerns about that, right? Because I think what they're trying to do is more likely pull. Peter Parker's character into the Sony universe because we have they they're, they're trying to milk out some of the other you know like movies right like we we haven't even talked about the Morpheus uh, Morpheus or whatever Morbius movie that's gonna be a Morbius Sony movie. yeah Morbius movie I said Morpheus because of freaking Matrix guy actually watched that the other the other week but um yeah so the Morbius movie which is a Spider-Man uh, villain 
right, or character. He's going to have his own movie. So I, I kind of feel like contract-wise or whatever, they're going to try to pull that into there. But who knows? Again, I, I hope it's more the opposite. I hope they're pulling in Eddie Brock into the MCU and going from there. But we don't know how these studios are going to work these things out. I'm just kind of, like, concerned that, like, there's this, like, back and forth. And, like, I think Marvel has taken better care of uh, the Spider-Man character than the Sony the Sony, than, than Sony has. Because, you know, what's Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, they're just like, all right, just let's write whatever kind of script and go from there and and all that. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. So uh, That is my rant for that. Um, <laughs> you can see I'm very passionate about the whole Spider-Man crap. You are. You're very concerned about Spider-Man. Much like I'm concerned about Batman being unnecessarily invulnerable. Exactly. Yeah. Next thing we need is uh, Spider-Man becoming bulletproof, right? That's oh, so rant. stupid. <laughs> I can't believe oh. it. A semi-automatic gun. And like he's not this even like moving. Point blank. He just walks too. into the bullets. Point blank. like he's... two feet. Yeah. Like legit point blank semi automatic firing at Batman. It's incredible. Um, but it it was a cool shot though. I'm not gonna lie. It was oh, a yeah, cool it shot. Cool. Because if the lights are going on and off, right? We haven't seen Batman do that before. <laughs> the one thing I do appreciate Batman is because like again, he's super smart and I wish they would take a better creativity way of him like you know, dodging the bullets, right? kind of deal or like i, I would like that too i it'd uh, be nice if they do more detective i hope they have to do detective work in this one because it's the riddler yeah i mean it's hard to write you know good riddler stories like it's not easy to think of like these really interesting intricate uh kind of riddles that he would be writing i mean one of the a comic writer said that once he's like, i guess one of the reasons why there's not a lot of good riddler stories is because these are really hard to write because you have to think of really you know creative intriguing difficult um, puzzles to place Batman into, and it's not easy. True. I mean, is that is that one the, the next DC? What's the what's the next DC thing coming out? Is it the Batman? It, it actually could be the Batman because that was March 2022. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we have the. So I mean, February we have Peacemaker, but Batman for a movie is the one that's coming. Yeah. Okay. Batman. I mean, like, and I think that I, I still can't believe this Black Adam movie is so far away. Um, same with the Flash is relatively far away. Although I think they finished filming both Flash and Black Adam. I would imagine the Batman comes out 2022, and then maybe the Flash is also 2022, but I can't remember. I, I, I swear, I think I saw one that's like 2023, and I was like, what the fuck? I think 2022 is going to be the year um, because again, all these movies have been pushed back because of COVID. And 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 everything like like Robert Pattinson, Robert Pattinson got COVID during the film during filming it and they had to put that uh you know put a pause on it so it, it all depends but we again yeah. we have some surprisingly we have some good stuff coming out for DC which I'm looking forward to, to yeah to flash, is, flash is the end of the year 2022 so. and I I think that that uh, the uh, the um Black Adam one is 2023 to be honest got it okay. Well, at least we got a couple things to look forward to um, and go from there, man. Uh, all right. I think that's going to be our episode for today. Uh, again, this is I Want to Talk Movies. My name is Andy. I'm Andrew. We'll see you guys next time.